Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody. It is me, Michael D. Catherwood. How's everyone doing? Um, I hope Corona lockdown isn't treating you too poorly. Every facet of our lives is totally different, right? That's <laughs> that's goes without saying. Um, but there's some things you can be grateful for. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 there's a lot of things I'm grateful for during this break, but I'm really upset at people I see on mostly Twitter and some, some blogs and stuff. And, um, they're mostly celebrities. Oftentimes it's celebrities, but, um, it's a handful of, uh, political elites. This isn't typically uh, your city councilman or um, your state state representative or uh, con- local congressman, congressperson, I should say, <laughs> in the parlance of a given day. Um, but this is, you know, you, the the political elites, you know, the Governor Cuomo's and the and the, the the president or the cabinet or the the uh, National Congress things that you know. I'm starting to see a lot of these tweets from these celebrities and these political folks that are just like, follow the rules. It's all for, we're all in this together. Do what you can to keep us safe. And I'm trying really hard not to get upset, but I can't help but put myself in the shoes of someone who's living paycheck to paycheck. Someone who might actually be at the end of their financial rope and has children and is getting sermons all the time about how they just need to relax. Just relax. Be grateful for this. Be grateful for that. Just just stay home. Don't do it. Don't you dare be selfish, quote unquote, and try to push your uh, your work or try to do things to get. Yeah. You're being selfish person on your high tower. You're being selfish person with this condescending view of I have financial security, so I'm just going to sit home and enjoy my family and fucking Netflix. That's not the way it goes for the majority of people in this country. I'm not going to act like Bill O'Reilly, like, yeah, I'm, I'm just like, I'm one of you. No, I I have a certain level of financial security. My wife and I do, and and we are grateful for that. But I've been there. And, you know, when I first got into radio, I was working four jobs, and I was paycheck to paycheck. Because total, I was making like 20 something thousand dollars a year and I had a wife that was, uh, it was a tough time. And I'm trying to imagine if I were to go into that place and be on lockdown and lose those four jobs, which I inevitably would because I wasn't kind of like this essential person in any way. I don't know how I could tolerate people telling me that I need to just relax and be grateful. Um, that <laughs> That's just not reality. And for those of you out there who are struggling financially, who are in a place, especially if you have children, um, my, I, I'm thinking of you, and I know a lot of other people are too. So don't let the kind of very fringe 
element of social media or even the real media fool you into believing that this country as a whole is like some callous place that doesn't isn't concerned with that. I'm 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 quite certain that the majority of us are aware that the situation is growing to a place where the majority of Americans are at the end of their proverbial rope. And um, it's really tough to be grateful. <laughs> you know, it's really tough. But, um, on, you know, on a more optimistic, uplifting kind of note, just remember that you are getting a great gift in the sense that when this ends, and it inevitably will, and we will get through it as a country, as we always do, you are going to savor so much about life that a lot of us, myself included, used to take for granted. Um, Every single self-help book or therapist or anything I've ever done where I invested time and effort into mental health, there's one common, there's a lot of different uh, variables to it, but there was always one common underlying theme. And that is, it's really important to create and maintain solid relationships. That's a key. That's a key to happiness and mental health and living a fulfilling life. Well, pretty fucking impossible right now. So knowing that going in, that we're, we're kind of deprived of one thing that is pretty crucial to, uh, to, to life and, 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 and well-being, <laughs> um, at the very least, we can know that we won't, we won't rest on our laurels and take that for granted anymore when this is over. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I have a friend of mine, I wish I could remember who it was, um, I think it was Brian Callen because I recently did The Fighter and the Kid. And everyone, if, you, if you're interested, Dr. Drew and I did The Fighter and the Kid, which is one of the best podcasts out there with Brian Callen and Brendan Schaub. Um, and the most recent episode has me and Dr. Drew on it. And we had a lot of fun and a lot of interesting stuff we covered. A lot of stuff that's, you know, pretty similar to the shiznit that we talk about on this show. You know, mental health, fitness, um, the, the 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 weird eccentricities that come with the human experience. But I think it was Brian who said, I can't wait to hear these words. Uh, are you guys ready to order? <laughs> and it seems so dumb. But man, how awesome is it going to be to go out to dinner and sit down at a restaurant in a place you like? Right? Like that's going to be amazing. And that's just one little thing. Going to the beach with my daughter is going to be amazing. Going to the gym is going to be fucking amazing. Doing some Muay Thai, some boxing. It's going to be sweet. Um, but, uh, you know, get, getting down to the nitty gritty, enough of my little waxing poetic. Let's get down to the nitty gritty of the stuff on the show. Uh, all of us are we're stuck at home. Um, so what can we do to not only maintain but maybe even progress with our fitness and our health in this time? Um Recognize your limitations, I would say, is my number one piece of advice. What I mean by that is you're not going to gain muscle mass right now. You don't have access to I – mean, most of us don't. I mean some people have a home gym like fucking Dr. Drew, lucky bastard. But you, know, you don't have access to uh, uh, Olympic weights and benches and squat racks and things like that. So kind of just erase this idea that you're going to put on sizable amounts of muscle mass, if any, 
because realistically it's not going to happen. So recognize your limitations. Um, if you're if you're a rower, um, you're not going to start hitting PR times. If you're um, a, a, a a fighter or a basketball player, obviously your skills aren't going to greatly appreciate um, during this time. Recognize that. So what do we do in the alternative is we focus on the things that we can do. And a lot of times when you're restricted of something, it forces you to develop other things around it so that when we get back to the thing that we're hoping to develop, we'll actually be more primed and better off. Um, a perfect example would be myself. I, I know I don't have any problem getting into the gym four days a week, five days a week, whatever, to lift heavy weights. I do have a sincere problem with my thoracic mobility. I do have a sincere problem with my um, shoulder um, mobility. So now's the perfect time, man. I'm kicking yoga in the asshole, right in its asshole. You understand me? I'm not in the cheek meat, going right for the butthole. That's how I, so I'm working my mobility and mobility exercises and um, I, I have got the bands and the foam roller and I'm doing my, doing my damn thing. I guarantee you that, yes, I may not be as strong because I haven't practiced the squat or anything like that or the deadlift, but with my hips being more mobile, with my thoracic being more mobile, I will be in a better place to be a better squatter, to be a better deadlifter, to, to throw a harder punch um, when I get done with this lockdown. So recognize your limitations. Also recognize the things that you can work on and focus on things. A lot of times it's our weaknesses, which we should have been working on anyway. So, the, you know, count that blessing. Um, diet is now more important than ever. Um, because your training intensity and your training volume isn't necessarily going to be as high. Um, so what do you do when you're stuck in the house um, all day, prone to snacking, um, and how do, you, how do you make that work? And how do you make it so that you actually have a better body composition? Well, it's not easy. Um, but one thing I will say is there are some things you could do. Um, now's a great time to cut carbs. I'm not always, I just burped. I'm not always a fan of, uh, cutting carbs. Um, I, I do think that there's some great benefits to keto diets and things like that. And, you know, carb restricted diets. If that works for you, do it. I, it doesn't typically work for me because of my training volume and intensity. It, it I end up bonking, but Now's a great time to cut carbs because carbs really should be earned. I've always said carbs should be relative to your activity. Um, protein, always high, the end. That's my motto, and that's how I, I'm a big believer in that. Protein should always be high, at least one gram per pound of body weight. Fat can be how you feel comfortable. Some people really get sluggish and get diarrhea and get a lot of negative effects from higher fat. Some people really thrive on it. So you find that medium for yourself. Um, I think that carbs, then the other macronutrient that's left over, that needs to be completely directly proportionate to how much you're training. If you're training in glycolytic fashion a lot, if you're a, uh, an MMA fighter, a boxer, if you're a sprinter, if you're a fucking fill in the blank soccer player, you're going to need carbs. Um, if you are someone who likes to stay in shape and lift weights three, four days a week and do your cardio every once in a while, then you can 
put your carbs in the bucket and go ahead and do a keto diet. Um, but right now, with all of us being kind of more restricted, our daily movement is lower. Um, now's a great time to really explore um, how you react to and then how you deal with lower carbs because they are relative to your activity. So your activity is lower. Go, go ahead and explore that. Um, don't buy foods that you're struggling with. Do not do that. Going to the supermarket and getting your food, obviously not as easy as it was before. So this is a perfect time when you are in a more minimalist shopping uh, uh, environment. Don't load up on the things that you know are providing you problems, whether they're sugary snacks or, or potato chips, something savory like that. Just don't have them in the house, okay? Um, now you may say to, you, to me, hey, fuck you, Mike. I have children. I get it. I got a kid too. She's five. She's at prime snacking shit food age. The lockdown, at least for me, I, I hope this works for you. I don't want to be this guy that tells you how to do things. But I'm saying like in my experience, this lockdown has been a great time to really get my daughter to understand healthier eating. We don't send her to school with her lunchbox filled with, you know, that one little treat or that little thing she can snack on. She's with us all the time. And I'm not going to work. You're not going to work. Uh, most of you, I don't know if you're a nurse or you're a delivery driver, whatever it is, if you're going to work, I, I, I take my hat off to you and I'm sorry. But, but most of us, we're not. So if time was always an issue, convenience was always an issue, not an excuse anymore. So when you go to the store, get the things that you know are nourishing and good for you and your family, try to avoid the things that you know you have problems with. If it's, you know, my thing's nut butters, any type of nut butter, you know, in and of themselves, I guess you could look at them as healthy, but I have a real problem with having a tablespoon of fucking peanut butter. I know that, so I don't buy it. The end. Redesign your kitchen while you have the time. Um, I know this sounds dumb and woo-woo, but put, don't make things that are snackable, easy to get to. Take those um, chips that you do have or those uh, nut butters, whatever it may be, those, those high snacking foods. Um, any packaged, um, I can just grab a couple bites of or a handful of, put them in the garage. Put them in some cupboard way up high like you would hide your kids' candy after Halloween. Um, just do things to make it like the feng shui of your healthy eating a little bit better. And that's a, that's a, that's a great tip. I know it sounds dumb, it, but just take some time to like reimagine your kitchen and your eating environment and redesign it to better fit your, your goals and your health. And then finally, know when you're really hungry. A lot of times. Again, this the, the, the kind of main motto of this show is I'm not telling you how to live. I'm telling you something that I believe strongly is a problem because I've dealt with it. There's nothing I read and just regurgitate to you because that's the way it is. I know that false sense of hunger is a real thing because I deal with that and I had to come to grips with that and getting to the point where I had to really get disciplined with my diet. When you start getting into the like sub 8% body fat, I had to really fine tune what you know as eating. 
when someone does that, you start to know a lot about hunger, about cravings, about understanding your own metabolism, which therein you can extrapolate a little bit and understand other people's, but it's not always a perfect science. But but my point being is that like I've gone through this so much and I've talked to so many people who go through this. So I'm 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 just banking on the fact that this is an issue. And there's so many times when we all think in our brain, like, I'm hungry. The reality is we're not. Boredom breeds false senses of hunger. Do stuff. Get hobbies. Make yourself busy. Boredom-induced hunger is so real. Okay, especially at the workplace, right? I mean, I know this doesn't necessarily apply now to most of us, but how many of us like you're 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 at work for that third, fourth, fifth hour? You maybe come back from lunch, and now it's like two or three hours after lunch. And let's say you work nine to five, you know, for easy math, it's 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 three o'clock. You went to lunch at eleven thirty. You're like, oh god, I've been working on this PT report or whatever the fuck for a couple hours now. I'm just like staring around. I'm gonna Google search. This hot porn star, just, oh, I mean, I'm going to Google search this, uh, you know, the, the Laker score, see who they're playing tonight. Uh, I'm hungry. I think Bill over in uh, accounting's got a big bowl of, uh, big bowl of M&Ms. I'm going to just walk over, see what he's doing. Oh, give me all grab a handful. That's not real hunger, right? We believe it to be true, but become mindful. Become mindful of your hunger. It's a real thing. I, I, uh, a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times, if you really take a step back and take a, take a couple breaths, a big inhale, nice pause, and a nice exhale, go, am I really hungry or should I just engage my brain? Um, you will be shocked how many times that can, uh, how many times I can really remedy the problem. And look, it can be frustrating and discouraging to live life like this in the lockdown. I get that. How about we all just agree that that's the case instead of trying to put on this facade like, oh, no, everything's we're going to make it. It's all we're all for. No, no, this kind of sucks. This now really sucks. It's hard on every facet of your life. It's hard on your relationship. It's hard on your parenting ability. It's hard on your kids for sure. It's hard on your dieting. It's hard on your training. It's hard on your fucking mental health. It's hard on your um, sex life. Um, so just let's all go. Yep. This is a shit burger. Okay. Andy Petranik, who um, runs CrossFit LA, a guy I respect very much, and I was lucky enough to work with him for a long time back when CrossFit wasn't really a thing. It wasn't popular. I, I fell into it. I was like, hey, man, these guys are training hard. And they're all, they all got their shit together. It hurt. You know, it was him and then like Becca Borowski and Michael Stanwyck, and there was a handful of people, and they just all had their shit together. They're all these great people. And, and I fell into them, a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend, and they were nice enough to let me train there. But uh, long story short, Andy one time told me, you know, and he's a, he's a Marine, he's a, he's a vet. So on top of being this like amazing athlete, he was, he's also dealt with um, adversity and, and understands resiliency. And he was like, you know, I'm on these 50 mile rucks or whatever, or a long run, and I get a cramp two miles in. I found that the worst thing you can do is to pretend like the cramp doesn't exist. The best thing to do is go, okay, okay. I, 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 I hear you. I feel you, buddy. 
You're with me. Let's do this. Okay. And I feel like that, that that's great advice for this lockdown. Instead of us going like, oh, well, I'm just going to go about my life and play it by ear and everything's happened, put a fucking smile on my face. No, this sucks. This fucking super duper sucks. Embrace that and let's go after it. Reassess how we're going to live our lives and go for it. Um, and not to talk out of both sides of my mouth, but we are kind of in this together, right? This is a shared experience. Um, put out positive vibes into the world, as I've talked to uh, talked to you about before, um, and uh, just sit back. Don't have any ex- expectations, but just sit back and hope that those those uh, positive vibes come back to you. Um, all right, let's do some Q and A. Q and A. Gil Jimenez, how do you feel about P90X or new six weeks the works from Beachbody? Here's how I feel about it. I don't like it. It's absolutely better than nothing. If you're going to do that and you like getting sweaty with P90X in six weeks to whatever back at your house and you're you're either going to do that or do nothing, obviously do that. But HIIT training isn't effective. It just isn't. It's very cool looking and it's very appealing because it's sexy. But the reality is, is like, if you want to become conditioned to do something incredibly demanding on your work capacity, that's what those kind of hit workouts are for. If you really want to have like a nice body, you want to lose weight, gain muscle tone, any of that, they're not effective. Okay, don't don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I I, I I get angry actually when I see these guys or gals on Instagram that are shredded and I know for a fact because they train at Gold's in Venice, I, I see them with my eyeballs squatting, doing a, a linear progression with uh, with weight training and then go on Instagram with their like crazy fucking intervals and they're like, this is how I got my body. Mm, you can do this too. Just follow my boot camp badass hashtag go for it program. Um just not reality. It might be a nice adjunct. And I do think that there's places where, let's say if body fat loss is your goal, one, maybe two, maybe two hit workouts, high intensity interval training can be a nice adjunct to your weight training. But that they end up really taxing your central nervous system, really taxing your body without all that much benefit. You know, without all that much to show for it. Um, so I would prefer something like um, a, a standard progression. The, I always recommend the 5x5 five five program to get started. Um, obviously, that's not a real option right now for most of us because you don't have weights and a weight room. But um, something like that is to what you build your program around. And then, you know, if you want to add in HIIT workouts, that's fine. But again, if you're going to do P90X while you're at home, it's either that or nothing. Go for it. You do your thing. Um, hey, Mike. I use, Oh, uh, this guy's got a Red Dragons Twitter uh, profile thing. I like that. Much love to Jason Ellis and the rest of the show. Um I used to be 330 pounds, and as of today, I'm 215. Holy shit. 
My goal is 200 and I can totally do it, but the fat I have left is saggy and gross on my stomach and thighs and ass. What's the best way to tighten up without having to get skin removal surgery? Um, first off, congratulations, Adam Joden. Congratulations. That's insane. I mean, that's such an amazing achievement. It really is. Like, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Um, losing that kind of weight is such an achievement, and you should be really proud of yourself. Now, the bad news. Um, there is no way to get rid of that fat without and that skin without surgery. There just isn't. Um, so save your money and go for that. But in the interim, wear that. Wear that skin like a badge of honor. And I know that sounds dumb, but to achieve floppy skin like that, where you have excess skin, is a sign of you achieving something utterly remarkable. Look at it like um, a grappler's uh, cauliflower ear. Because I'm sure you're embarrassed of it, I'm sure you're ashamed of it, and I get that. But if you kind of twist the way you look at it and, and really recognize that it's a sign of something that you've done that is overwhelmingly impressive, for now, embrace it. It's totally tough, and it's easier said than done, of course. You know, I can sit here with my abs and be like, yeah, dude, just, wear, just wear your saggy skin, bro. But think about it. It's a distortion of your physical self created from an extreme modification. No different than a boxer's broken nose, a grappler's um, cauliflower ear. You have dramatically altered your physical appearance to the point that your skin has lost its elasticity from the amount of weight that you've lost. You got up to the point where your body's skin had to stretch out to fit the amount of weight that you had created. And instead of throwing in the towel, instead of putting your arms up in the air, like most people would do, you said, fuck it. This isn't me. This isn't how I'm gonna go out. And you lost 100, no, 215 pounds. That, my friend, badge of honor. But don't, uh, don't kid yourself. There's no cream or there's no supplement that can take care of that level of excess skin. Surgery needs to be done, and I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, I'm sorry to say that to you, but uh, you, should, you should still, in the interim, be really, really happy with what you've been able to accomplish because it's, it's, it's more than just weight loss. That's a, that's a deep, dark look inside yourself and you, you came out a better man, and that's really, really impressive. I can't seem to get my upper back straight when doing deadlifts. I feel like my arms are too short. How can I fix this? Really good question. Um, here's This is uh, really tough for me to directly answer this. The reason why is because everyone, and I, I think a good basic tip for deadlifting is to keep your upper back kind of retracted and straight, but some of the best deadlifters in the world have deadlift with a round back. Go YouTube it. Some of the best deadlifters in the world have a rounded upper back. 
and they do it safely and they do it with a healthy upper back and lower back for 20 years. So if your body is designed in a way that you can't seem to do that, which um, which is, you know, your, your speculation that your arms may be too short is probably true. Um, you know, just think about it in like basic physics. If your movement arm is too far away from the point, I mean, not to get either way, if your arms are too short, you, you have to get too far down, hunched over in order to grab the bar. And so therefore, how can you possibly keep your arms retracted and still get in position to pull? Um, the reality is, is like a lot of people safely deadlift with rounded back. The other thing is, is like maybe you shouldn't deadlift. Try the trap bar. The trap bar is an excellent alternative. Um, and I do think deadlifts are great and they're better than most exercises, but they're not – it's not make it or break it. You don't have to deadlift to get great gains and have a great physique. Um, if it's more trouble than it's worth, then – for instance, look, most professional athletes don't deadlift. You know, they're not – no no strength and conditioning coach in his right his or her right mind would have a professional fighter, baseball player, uh, basketball player, football player, whatever it may be, risk the injury. The risk-reward is, is not – it doesn't make sense. There's other things you can do to strengthen all those areas that are much safer and keep you in the game. So even though I do love deadlifts and I think everyone should do them, but if you if you're one of those people that it's just it, it's not worth it, absolutely, then it's not worth it. Um, let's see here. But that was a very good question. Oh, here's another good question I got last night: Is intermittent fasting good for diabetics? And I I responded to the fella online and I said I don't know. To be very honest, I don't know. Um, and I did some research to try to um, to try to get some answers, and there's a lot of conflicting answers. And here's what I've seen: intermittent fasting has been shown to uh, help with insulin resistance. It lowers insulin resistance, which I would assume would be fantastic for a diabetic. It has also been shown to help regulate blood sugar, but more consistent distribution of nutrients has maintained normalized blood sugar over a longer period of time. So being that I'm not a physician, I can't tell you yes or no. I think that there's some compelling evidence to show either way. Um, my best answer would be that's a direct question for uh, a physician in the know. There's doctors that don't necessarily specialize in that kind of thing, but there's – I know that people with um, with diabetes – there's MDs out there that specialize in that kind of thing. Find them. Tweet them. You know, um, direct message them or just direct, ask a doctor that you trust that you may have in your personal life because I, I would hate to give you the wrong information on something that I just don't feel comfortable answering. I, I just don't know. Um, that's my that's that's my bullshit answer. Sorry about that. Let's see here. Let's switch profiles. Um, all right. Questions. 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 Oh, here's a great one. How do I keep my kids from interfering with my diet? Um, 
it's it's a great question. I think we all deal with this. I look, my daughter eats um, cupcakes and ice cream and shit. She's a kid. She deserves to. Um, but if you create the narrative by your own by your own um, example, as opposed to telling them, because you know the kid under. 13. They don't hear you. This is like, ah, they just want a fucking piece of pizza. They don't, they don't hear your reasoning with them. But if you lead by example and then continually help them to understand that these foods are not only not necessary, they're, they can be harmful. It, it, it works. It works. It's not an overnight solution, but if you continually eat healthy, nourishing foods, and I'm not talking about dieting because I think that that can be a negative kind of idea to present to a child. I'm talking about eating things that make you feel better, nourishing, healthy foods. If you continually do that and you see that and you and you cook for them, and, and by the way, here's another thing. Lockdown, all of you out there who say, Mike, I get these DMs all the time. Um, Mike, I just don't have time to cook. I don't know how to cook, blah, 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 blah. I'm constantly eating out. Um, Well, that's gone. Okay? Now's the time. Really not that hard once you just take the dive. Just do it. Um, So now you're going to be cooking for your family. Um, It's a great opportunity to present your family, your children, with the ideas of nourishing foods and there is a end around too that there are yummy kid-like friendly sweets um that are actually pretty good that aren't bad and if you can get them used to eating those types of things um i i I found it to be magical my daughter loves um, this jello that I make, I'm going to try to find it right here. I wish I would have prepared myself, um, and brought in the fucking box. Maybe I'll just go grab it. What do you think? Uh, I'm trying to look for it on Instagram. Excuse me. I mean on Amazon. Um, but I, I make her, the, I, I will go get, I will go get the jello, but I actually make her, um, this amazing dessert and she, I just call it sherbet and she thinks it's sherbet like real sherbet and I take um, berries frozen berries um, which you can get for cheap and get a bunch of them especially right now just get a bunch of sh- frozen berries throw those motherfuckers in your freezer and you are tied and I put uh, half a banana and some frozen berries in a blender with some coconut water and uh, or you can do like almond milk or something or regular milk if, if you're down with that. Um, and she, and you, you mix very little liquid. Okay. So you just put in like a teeny bit of liquid and a bunch of berries and a bunch of, and, and, um, I'm like, oh my gosh, your ice cream's ready. And she loves it. She eats it all up, man. And have that, have that kind of stuff ready and on hand so that she isn't demand, he or she isn't demanding to get the Butterfinger or the ice cream, the real ice cream. All right, don't move. I'm going to go get that, um, that jello. Oh, shit.
Okay, I'm back. Natural Simply Delish. The company is Simply Delish. Simply, D-E-L-I-S-H. They do have it on Amazon. I like the orange and the peach, but uh, completely sugar-free, and there's no artificial sweeteners in it. Um, the entire package has 24 calories. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, so, and it really tastes good. It tastes like delicious jello. So grab yourself some Simply Delish. I highly recommend it. Shit is the bomb. Allergen-free. Uh, yeah, citrine, beet, beet juice and everything. Yeah. So, yeah, no artificial flavors and stuff. Simply Delish jello all the flavors are good but like i said i like the orange i like the piz each um i'm wrap things up um i'll come at you guys with a little bit more frequency because of the lockdown i think on the next podcast i'm going to have my wife on which should be incredibly interesting um but as always remember that in this crazy mixed up world that makes you think that nobody cares i do be good people thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.